Welcome to CME on ReachMD. This episode is part of our Minute CE curriculum. Prior to beginning the activity, please be sure to review the faculty and commercial support disclosure statements, as well as the learning objectives. Hello, my name is Dr. Jen Jigian. I'm a medical oncologist and chief of GI Oncology Service at Memorial Sloan Kettering Cancer Center in New York City. And today it's a pleasure to update you on the current standard for first-line treatment of metastatic HER2-positive gastric and gastroesophageal adenocarcinoma. So by way of background, we've known that HER2 is an important biomarker and a target in our disease for over a decade. Up to 20 to 30% of tumors are HER2-positive, meaning that they have either protein overexpression or gene amplification or both. And the TOGA study put the treatment on the map over a decade ago, based on median overall survival of 13.8 months, an overall response rate of 47% when you add trastuzumab to standard first-line chemotherapy. And since then, this field stalled because we know that unlike breast cancer and gastric, up to 30% of co-express other RTKs such as RAS, BI3 kinase, or EGFR with HER2, and really dual inhibition of HER2 with other HER2 inhibitor was insufficient to overcome intrinsic HER2 resistance. And after the initial TOGA study, we've had multiple negative studies failing to improve outcome over trastuzumab with chemotherapy. The TOGA study really improved outcome. As you can see here, the survival curves early in uh, sustained separation, proving that this combination is important in our disease. And recently, Keynote 811, for the first time in over a decade, was able to change practice for those patients. This was a large study looking at patients with stage four metastatic disease, irrespective of PDL1 and HER2 positive tumors, uh, looking at IHC3 plus or IHC2 plus fish positive. Patients were receiving chemotherapy with pembrolizumab, trastuzumab, and KPOX standard therapy or placebo plus trastuzumab and chemotherapy with dual primary endpoint overall survival and progression for survival with secondary response uh, as endpoint and disease control rate. We were able to get FDA approval for this regimen based on secondary analysis of, uh, with uh, improvement in overall response rate and recently presented the primary endpoint of progression-free survival which affirmed a further and definitive FDA approval. This was data presented for progression-free survival at 38.5 months follow-up, demonstrating clear benefit for addition of pembrolizumab to placebo with hazard ratio of 0.73, median progression-free survival of 10 months for the pembrolizumab-containing arm, and 8.1 months for for placebo arm. This was in HER2-positive unselected by PDL1. And if you look in the uh, PDL1 CPS1 or greater category, the uh, hazard ratio is similar uh, and the delta in the median is, is uh, more pronounced with placebo arm uh, 7.3 months compared to pembrolizumab arm of 10.9 months. Really look at the early and sustained separation of the curve at 36 months follow-up, 18% are still alive, uh, which is uh, a game changer for our disease and is uh, uh, quite promising. The overall survival data is yet to mature, but uh, so far compared to the, the TOGA regimen, actually the comparator arm and Keynote 11 performed better, highlighting the impact of uh, even on in the standard population of pembrolizumab. 
So looking at progression-free survival, the subgroup of patients that did not appear to be benefiting is PDL1 low patients, CPS less than one, or so PDL1 negative patients. And right now we uh, in the clinic in standard practice, we do restrict the use of embolizumab in her two positive PDL1 CPS one or greater patients. But most of the other patients did benefit. And again, the MSI population is exceedingly rare. There's we're non-MSI patients. So to have this depth and degree of benefit is quite dramatic. Their responses from this regimen are clearly better than uh the than the standard of care. And the Early uh, overall survival data appears to be promising, although it's not yet definitive. But looking at PDL1, CPS1, or greater population, pembrolizumab, median OS of 20 months, which is a game changer. And again, as I talked about, placebo arm here, 15.7 months, performing better even than you would expect for the, the historic Togo study, highlighting the impact again, uh, even despite that, would be the placebo arm, which is quite promising. This is a very well tolerated uh, treatment. The side effect profile was same across the two arms, except immune-mediated side effects. So in summary, the Kinode 11 study, after a decade of negative studies, changed practice, and pembrolizumab is FDA-approved in her two positive PD-L1, CPS1, or greater population. So please test your patients and offer them uh, immune checkpoint blockade in combination with her two positive, uh, her two target therapy in this setting. Thank you. You've been listening to CME on ReachMD. This activity is jointly provided by Global Learning Collaborative, GLC, and Total CME, LLC, and is part of our Minute CE curriculum. To receive your free CME credit or to download this activity, go to reachmd.com slash CME. Thank you for listening.